Bioneers, Revolution from the Heart of Nature is made possible in part by Organic Valley, a farmer-owned cooperative producing local food with the future in mind since 1988. Learn more at OrganicValley.com. Welcome to the Bioneers, Revolution from the Heart of Nature. We expect by the year 2020 to operate our petro-intensive company in such a way as to take from the earth only that which the earth can renew rapidly and naturally, not another fresh drop of oil, and to do no harm to the biosphere. Zero footprint by 2020, mission zero. It's all alive. It's all connected. It's all intelligent. It's all relatives. We stand at the threshold of a historic opportunity in the human experiment to reimagine how to live on Earth in ways that honor the web of life, each other, and future generations. It's a revolution from the heart of nature and the human heart. In this series, The Bioneers, Revolution from the Heart of Nature, we celebrate social and scientific innovators with breakthrough solutions for restoring people and planet, creating a future environment of hope. Paul Hawkins' 1994 book, The Ecology of Commerce, presented a sobering calculation of the radical decline of Earth's life support systems. It pointed above all to an industrial system that has thrived financially while plundering the planet and degrading society. An industrial system where making a killing is the measure of success is killing the planet. As such, Hawkins concluded, business must take a lead in transforming its industrial practices to actually enhance and restore the well-being of the environment and society. A handful of global business leaders has been blazing trails to a biologically-based economics. They are fundamentally recalculating core assumptions to allow business to make a fine living without killing the planet. These visionary leaders are fast becoming models of sustainability in no small part because they've shown dramatic benefits for their bottom lines they may just change the course of commerce and ecology. Join us for Climbing Mount Sustainability, doing well by doing good in the new ecology of business with Ray Anderson, founder and chairman of Interface Incorporated, the carpet company. My name is Neil Harvey. I'll be your host. Welcome to the Bioneers, revolution from the heart of nature. Fourteen years ago, I said to a tiny, newly formed environmental task force of interface people, if Hawking is right and business and industry must lead, who will lead business and industry? Unless somebody leads, nobody will. Why not us? Ray Anderson is perhaps the most successful visionary green business leader in America. He's the founder and chairman of Interface Incorporated, the world's largest manufacturer of modular carpet for use in commercial buildings and institutions. His persevering commitment to continually improve Interface's processes, practices, and products has blazed a trail for other businesses to follow. Ray Anderson has long been a business leader. But how did he become a leader in green business? Until 1994, Anderson had paid little attention to his company's environmental impacts. Things were going well. 
Interface was doing business in 100 countries and manufacturing on four continents. Sales were approaching a billion dollars a year. Then, for the first time, he began to hear questions from his customers. What is Interface doing for the environment? As he told the audience at a recent Bioneers conference, that question had never occurred to him before. This question was coming from interior designers and architects, people very important to us. And we had no answers to this, you know, what are you doing for the environment? The real answer was nothing. But all that changed when, as Anderson tells it, he was convicted and transformed by Paul Hawkins' thesis. Soon after, Anderson had a vision of a very steep mountain with a pointed, tiny summit. He named it Mount Sustainability. For 14 years, Climb Mount Sustainability has been the company quest. At that summit is the goal of creating a successful, profitable business with zero carbon footprint. We call it Mission Zero. Here's our definition of sustainability at Interface and our timetable. We expect by the year 2020 to operate our petro-intensive company, that's for energy and materials, in such a way as to take from the earth only that which the earth can renew rapidly and naturally, not another fresh drop of oil, and to do no harm to the biosphere. Zero footprint by 2020, mission zero. So come with me to the factory floor, and let's look at sustainability in action. A mechanical engineer is commissioned to design a production line to produce the same product at the same production rate as a production line he designed and built 10 years before. The process requires the pumping of a lot of viscous liquid. This time he designed it to use 93% less horsepower, one-fourteenth as much. How can such energy efficiency improvement be possible? Well, this time he specifies big pipes and small motors to pump the viscous material rather than small pipes and big motors. He arranges to install the big, short, straight, level pipes first and then install the production line thereafter rather than installing the production line first and bending pipes here and there to fit them to the line. He's largely defeated the pump's enemy, friction. He now knows that friction varies inversely with the fifth power of pipe diameter, and every bend in a pipe further increases the friction and decreases efficiency, as does pipe length. Doesn't every engineer learn these things in school? Apparently not. <laughs> this, is, this is new thinking. And yes, the entire production line costs less to build and less to operate than the one built 10 years before. The engineer has practiced whole system optimization, new thinking that has evolved from just 10 years before. Another factory engineer, also thinking in new ways, calls his counterpart at the city in which the factory is located. The conversation goes like this. Say, Patrick, the city has that uh, unregulated landfill east of town. Any idea how much methane is coming off if it's going straight into the atmosphere? The city engineer replies, no, but I don't think it's much. Well, why don't you check? Okay, I'll get back to you. He checks, and he's amazed at how much methane there is and how offensive it is to the nearby African-American neighborhood. Twenty circling vultures attest to that. The two engineers begin to collaborate, and a year later, a public-private partnership is solidified. The city commits the $3 million in capital costs to capture and pipe methane nine miles to the factory. 
The factory commits $50,000 to adapt two boilers, representing about 8% of the factory's total energy usage, to substitute the methane for the present natural gas. The two agree on a price for gas that's 30% less than natural gas per unit of energy, and calculations indicate the landfill will have a life of 40 years, which translates into a financial advantage to the city at present value of some $35 million for a $3 million investment. A further advantage emerges as methane is drawn off, the entire landfill volume is drawn down, increasing its capacity enough to allow the city to postpone opening its next landfill for an estimated 15 years. This is win-win-win, new and synergistic thinking. To recap who has won, the city reaps a huge financial return on its investment, converting a polluting waste stream into a lucrative revenue stream and postponing the cost of opening a second landfill for years. An offensive public nuisance is eliminated and environmental injustice corrected. The factory reduces its energy cost and increases its renewable energy usage. The earth is spared greenhouse gas emissions that contribute 23 times as much as carbon dioxide to global warming. Methane is that powerful as a greenhouse gas. The factory, therefore, receives the benefit of a greenhouse gas offset of 23 times 8%, or 184% of its total energy usage, and now can declare its operations climate neutral. For further modest investment and offsets, the factory can neutralize its entire supply chain's greenhouse gas contribution to global warming and declare its products now to be climate neutral for their full life cycle, from wellhead to reclamation. Independent third party certified. The marketing arm of the factory realizes the market appeal of climate neutral and dubs its climate neutral products cool carpet which becomes a huge marketing success, contributing incremental sales and lifting the company's image far more than advertising would have. Sure enough, we see that waste can be food in industry as in nature. In nature, one organism's waste is another's food. Ray Anderson says that once Interface challenged its old business model and then experienced its first green successes, it found the courage and resources to keep climbing. In the conventional business model, many products have far higher environmental and social costs than appear on the balance sheet or the P&L. The large companies that principally benefit are the recipients of a corporate welfare system where these hidden costs are passed off to society at large or onto shattered ecosystems. Paradoxically, the current political economic system in effect rewards companies for polluting water and air, degrading topsoil, contributing to global warming and causing many other environmental and social harms. The vicious cycle is compounded by the market reality that these mobile global giants are locked in a fierce competitive struggle where every dime of profit margins can make the difference between success and failure. Happily, Anderson proved that just the harmful waste his company eliminated by doing the right thing resulted in cost savings that accumulated faster than what they spent to pursue sustainability. Over 13 and a half years, Interface has saved $393 million that has been largely reinvested to move the entire company up the long and winding trail to the summit of Mount Sustainability. You know, what comes into our factories will go out. So you look upstream into your suppliers. What are you sending us here? What's in this nylon? What's in this stuff? 
And working with our suppliers, we've been able to eliminate the, the bad stuff that should have been left in the earth all along instead of mined or drilled or whatever uh, to produce the raw materials that, you know, that we make our products from. And so working upstream with suppliers, we've been able to virtually eliminate any damaging emissions now over the years. And there's probably a trace here and there that we still have to deal with, but we're getting there. On that particular face, the uh, greenhouse gases, those emissions have been reduced 82% in absolute tonnage. And over the years, the business is now two-thirds bigger, so that translates into 90% reduction in, in greenhouse gas intensity, uh, carbon intensity, you know, related to sales. 90% reductions in carbon emissions from a billion-dollar company with 11 factories on four continents doing business in 100 countries. What would the world be like if businesses across the globe got serious about the business of reducing emissions. Ray Anderson offers another breathtaking example of the innovative thinking that has produced such stellar results. We eliminated wet processing completely in the factory. We were creating patterns on carpet with printing, taking a plain colored carpet base and, and applying the print pattern in an aqueous dye application, which means the dye is applied in in a, in a water solution, and then it has to be steamed to fix the dye, and then it has to be washed to remove the excess unfixed dye, and then it has to be dried to remove the wash water, and then the excess wash water has to be treated with chemicals before it's released into the waterways. But our product development people realize that the tufted machine that makes the carpet in the first place has untapped potential to create patterns by precisely placing tufts of yarn in selected colors. So we made the bold decision to burn the bridges, get rid of wet printing altogether, and substitute this other technique for creating patterns. Well, left with only this as a means of creating patterns, which the marketplace demands, our development efforts came up with actually patented inventions to give it a proprietary edge rather than a disadvantage in the marketplace. And that may be exactly the kind of real bottom-line incentive that businesses need to see themselves as leaders of the transformation from the old economic model to a new kind of economics. More from Ray Anderson when we return. This is Climbing Mount Sustainability, doing well by doing good in the new ecology of business. I'm Neil Harvey. You're listening to The Bioneers, revolution from the heart of nature. You can download this and other programs on the radio pages at www.bioneers.org. Just as Chairman Ray Anderson was inspired and influenced by the innovative ideas of author and businessman Paul Hawken, another member of the Interface team was awakened to a new way of doing business by the groundbreaking work of Janine Benyus. In her book, Biomimicry, Innovation Inspired by Nature, 
She documents how modeling nature's four billion years of evolutionary R&D can radically improve design and technological performance while saving money. Head designer David Oki sent his design team into the forest with the assignment to see how nature designs a floor covering. According to Ray Anderson, he told them, don't come back with leaf designs, come back with nature's design principles. So they actually, the team spent a day in the, in the forest, looking at the forest, the ground and the stream beds, and they finally it dawned on them, you know, this total diversity here, this no two things alike, no two sticks, no two stones, no two leaves, no two anything alike, this chaos here, yet there's a pleasant orderliness in this chaos. So they went back to the design studio, they designed a carpet tile, such that the face designs of no two tiles were identical. All was similar, but every one was different from every other one, and introduced the product into the marketplace as in, under the name Entropy, which you know the scientifically minded listener will realize is a term for disorder. And within a year and a half, Entropy moved to the top of the bestseller list faster than any other product ever had in the history of the company. And it turned out there were all kinds of advantages in this no two tiles alike. Now, how different is that? from the prevailing industrial paradigm that every mass-produced item must be the cookie-cutter same. Well, here's the complete defiance of the established paradigm. There's no two alike here. Well, it turns out there's almost no waste, no off-quality in production. Inspectors cannot find defects among this deliberate imperfection of no two tiles alike. As the product is being installed, the installer doesn't have to worry about getting the pile nap all running in the same direction. He just takes the stuff out of the box the way it comes and lays them more randomly the better. And then the user can actually replace an individual damaged tile, somebody spilled something, for example, and replace it with a new tile off the shelf, and you cannot find the new among the old. It blends in perfectly. And that enables the, the user, the end user of the product, to actually rotate the carpet tiles on the floor the way you would do the tires on your automobile to equalize wear and extend the useful life of the entire installation because we know in carpets that 20% of the area gets 80% of the wear anyway. So if you can deal with the 20% and extend the useful life of the 80%, because you don't have to replace the whole thing, you can replace the individual modules as they need to be replaced. That's good for the environment by increasing resource efficiency, using stuff longer. Interface also takes old carpet back, separates it into its individual components, and makes new carpet from the old all over again. Design innovations that reduce waste and emissions. One company is doing it at a healthy profit, but is that really enough to make a global difference? I think the most important thing to emerge from the interface experience is not so much that you can reduce footprint ultimately to zero. As important as that is to the environment, the really important thing is we're developing a better business model, a better way to make a bigger profit. But in this instance, it's a legitimate profit. It's not at the expense of the earth. It's not at the expense of future generations. It's at the expense. This is nature's way. Nature's way is to eliminate the inefficient adapter. So we're demonstrating a better business model at the expense of our inefficient competitor, the competitor who just doesn't get it. 
And that's the better business model. And what's important about that is not anything to do with the carpet industry. The carpet industry itself is minuscule in the grand scheme of things. It's a very small industry. Globally, it's a small industry. But if in this small industry one company can demonstrate a truly superior business model, that just might attract the attention of other companies, much larger companies in much larger industries, who are, who are looking at us and saying, you know, how are you guys doing this? Which leads us to the fact that we've created the consulting arm of the company, and really it's to respond to demand that came unsolicited as companies began to come to us, you know, how do you do this? We realized there's real value in 14 years of figuring this out. The, the learnings over the 14 years have real value. To further confound conventional business models, Ray Anderson is the kind of new business leader who's willing to share the lessons he's learned, even with other companies. Perhaps it's his way of paying it forward, showing how an environmentally friendly, truly superior business model can achieve the ultimate goal, to bring all industrial and business practices to the summit of Mount Sustainability as standard operating procedure. Interface now offers peer-to-peer mentoring through a consulting arm of the company called RAISE, R-A-I-S-E, the Ray Anderson Institute of Sustainable Enterprise. Some of the biggest companies in the world have sent teams of people to LaGrange, Georgia, to see what what are we doing there. And we had one instance that was just hilarious. Uh, one of the uh, a multinational food companies sent its 13 top people to LaGrange, Georgia, and one woman in the group, and she did not want to be there. She did not understand why they were at a carpet factory in Georgia. What could they possibly learn, you know, from a carpet factory in Georgia. She was antagonistic, disruptive, skeptical all through the first half of the morning, you know, and this was to a cultural immersion experience. That was what the intent of the, you know, of the session. But she was a really disruptive factor. And then the mid-morning break came, and uh, they were actually in a, a conference room out in the factory. So to get to the ladies' room, she had to go through the factory. So either going or coming, she encountered a fork truck driver on the factory floor with this big roll of carpet on the front of his fork truck, and she stopped him. And she said, what do you do here? And so help me. He answered, ma'am, I come to work every day to help save the earth. Well, she was stunned, you know. So she began to draw him out, you know, ask him other questions. And after a couple of minutes of this, he said, ma'am, I don't want to be rude, but if I don't get this roll of carpet to that machine in the next minute, our waste is going out of control and our emissions are going out of control. i got to go. <laughs> well, she came back to the meeting. No one knew this had happened. But the interface person who's running the meeting said she took her seat, a visibly different person. She sat there very quietly in total contrast, you know, to how it had been. And after a while... She began to challenge her people. Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? And then she told the story on herself of her encounter on the factory floor. And she said, I've never seen anything like it to demonstrate alignment from the very top of an organization clear to the factory floor. And the only word I can think of that describes it is love. Now, is that neat or what? Love on the factory floor. <laughs> 
But that's the, uh, an indication of something that's really fundamentally important. And the fact is that our people, one mind at a time, one personal decision at a time, our people have embraced this higher purpose. As energy innovator Amory Levin says, one good way to have good new ideas is just stop having the bad old ideas. Another is to model Earth's own proven design practices through biomimicry. Ray Anderson is mightily determined to help the business community mimic the trail of his learning. Here are just some of the ecometrics interface has achieved. Over the past 14 years, carbon intensity is down 90%. Net greenhouse gas emissions are down 82%. Water use is down 75%. And 9 of 11 factories run completely on renewable electricity. Meanwhile, sales have increased by two-thirds, and profits have doubled. In taking stock of all his company's accomplishments, Chairman Ray Anderson says Interface is only halfway to the summit of Mount Sustainability. Our costs are down, not up. Our products are the best they've ever been, influenced by biomimicry and this lens of sustainable design, which has opened up wellsprings of innovation. Our people and then our customers. The goodwill of the marketplace is astonishing. Those same people who were asking that question 14 years ago, what's your company doing for the environment, have embraced the company for what we are doing. You know, they're fundamentally basically people that want to do the right thing. And if they can find a company they perceive to be actually doing the right thing, they will support that company. And they have become, you know, you can have satisfied customers, but far more important is to have loyal customers. So satisfied and loyal is best. And in this instance, the loyalty is, is a, there's a bond that's created here because together we're, we're doing the right thing, moving up that mountain. Business visionary Ray Anderson is calling on the entire industrial system to join him on the trail to mount sustainability. He believes that if Interface can do it, anybody can. And he adds... If anybody can, everybody can. Climbing Mount Sustainability. Doing well by doing good in the new ecology of business. Downloads of this program and many other Bioneers radio shows are available on the radio pages at www.bioneers.org or by calling one 877 That's one 246 6337 Visit Bioneers.org where you can learn how to attend the annual October Bioneers National Conference and local beaming Bioneers conferences. Purchase the radio series, conference CDs and DVDs, and Bioneers books. Join the thriving online Bioneers community and become a Bioneers member or make a donation. All at Bioneers.org or by calling one 877 Bioneer. The Bioneers, Revolution from the Heart of Nature is a production of Collective Heritage Institute. Executive producer, Kenny Ausubel. Written by Catherine Stifter and Kenny Ausubel. Senior producer, Neil Harvey. Managing producer, Stephanie Welch. Production management, Aaron Leventman and Chuck Castleberry. Station relations by Creative PR. Distribution is by WFMT Radio Network. Original recordings provided by Reference Media Group. Interview recording engineer, Jeff Westman. Our theme music is taken from the album Journey Between by Baca Beyond and used by permission of Hannibal Records, a Ryko Disc label. 
Additional music was made available by Jake Sheps at www.jakesheps.com. That's Jake, S-C-H-E-P-P-S, dot com. For more music information, please visit Bioneers.org. The opinions expressed in the Bioneers Revolution from the Heart of Nature radio series are those of the presenters and are not necessarily those of Collective Heritage Institute, the underwriters, or this radio station. My name is Neil Harvey. Thank you for listening. I invite you to join the Bioneers in inspiring a shift to live on Earth in ways that honor the web of life, each other, and future generations. This is program number 1209. Bioneers' Revolution from the Heart of Nature is made possible in part by Organic Valley, a farmer-owned cooperative producing local food with the future in mind since 1988. Learn more at organicvalley.com.